Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Living for a Living podcast. Living for a Living, baby. How you doing? <laughs> All right. And I'm just going to get right into it because I'm feeling somewhat emotional about this situation, even though I'm trying to kind of keep my head on a head, head cool and thinking about some things. The last podcast, Division Dragon, I literally talk about exactly what. Oh, some thunder going on right now. I think that's a good sign for what I'm about to say right now. Um, but we're going to get right into the George Floyd murder because that's what it was, plain and simple. Um, but I urge you to sit down right now because I'm going to flip it in a way or say some things that you might not expect coming up. And I just ask that you keep an open mind and think it through a lot of the stuff just has been swirling in my mind especially off the last podcast that I was talking about and it's just all lining up and so we're gonna we're gonna get into it first though we got to start with acknowledging that the American police system is flawed 100% I'm not saying you know every cop's a bad cop no I'm not saying that but it's obviously in need of an overhaul, a remake, whatever you want to call it. Because, I mean, you know, in California, it takes more time to become a barber, more training to become a barber than it does a cop. You know, and you can watch countless, countless, countless hours. And I've done this. It's one of my guilty pleasures, unfortunately, of watching YouTube videos, which to me is more a better source than watching things on the news because it's put on there by the people but you can watch countless hours of youtube videos of either police brutality or just traffic stops where police speak to people like they're secondary citizens i mean police lying police planning evidence i mean there's facts on all of these kind of things and so i want to make that first and foremost clear that our system needs an overhaul like without a doubt and I've been saying that for years and you know I mean police brutality is one of those hot topics for me ever since I was a young kid um for whatever reasons I'll kind of get into it I've had some personal experience not for myself obviously but seeing it um with friends and then second I think it's we need to acknowledge that our country, the United States, is historically built on racism. And I know that might not be fun to hear, but it's the truth. And it's starting with what we did and how we treated the Native Americans. And quick little story, I promise I'll get into what I'm saying. I just got to set the scene. But when I went to University of North Dakota, at the time our mascot was the Fighting Sioux, the Sioux being a Native American tribe nearby. And one of the required classes for the university was called Indian Studies, IS-107, or whatever the hell it was. I mean, if that isn't evidence of some systemic racism blatantly in the university system, which, I mean, you know, we have the Cleveland Indians, we have the Washington Redskins, I'm... 
I'm not one of those guys right now that says we need to change all of that. But to even, why, why couldn't the class have been called Native American Studies? And it was taught by, a, I believe he was Danish professor. And so he held no punches in terms of telling us how it was and what we did. And essentially you left every class thinking like, holy shit, we fucked them over at every step of the way. Every step of the way. But then moving forward on top of that is then the country's also built on slave labor. And that's indisputable. You know what I mean? And then moving forward from that is at certain points throughout our history and the Constitution and the laws, you know, black people were referred to three-fifths human beings. They weren't allowed to vote. You know, if during the, the freed slaves time is... is um, all, all slaves were freed unless they commit a, committed a crime. But at the time, it was a crime to be able to read as a black person. So if you could read the law to say that you should be free, I mean, it's the ultimate loophole. And then, not to mention, like I said, at certain points in the constant three-fifths of a human, which is just absurd, and then... Not no voting rights, not able to enter certain establishments, different drinking fountain. I mean, and this wasn't even that long ago, you know. And so for us to be naive and just think that in 2020, like all that shit and thoughts and things have just magically disappeared is absurd to me. And so I think that needs to be acknowledged like from the jump, you know, and then moving forward even you know more into the present is and you don't get taught any of this in school at all but please look up the black wall street of tulsa oklahoma in 1921 in short it was known as the black wall street because it was the wealthiest city in black america and i'm gonna let you google it but basically the city was burned down went into martial law um Countless died, but that's nowhere in the history books. Moving forward, there's also the 1964 Philadelphia race riots. Um, I, I want to get to the point. So some of those things, everything I'm saying, I'm going to try and boop, throw right there to give a little description. But I urge you, urge you, urge you to do some research. Look some shit up. You got this thing called Google that literally knows like everything. Yet we're scrolling on Instagram all day. You know what I'm saying? And while I know these are, you know, historical contexts that I wasn't there. So I can't fully speak on, obviously. But from my own personal experience throughout life, like I have firsthand seen the way a police officer treats me versus how he treats one of my black friends, whether we're at a party that's getting broken up whether we're on a traffic stop, whether just in normal circumstances. And again, it's not all of them, but I've seen it with my own eyes. I've watched them, a police officer, speak very poorly towards one of my black friends and then look at me and it's almost like an off-on switch. And, oh, hey, sir, call me. And it's like, you know, I mean, and I don't look, I mean, I look like a hippie. You know what I'm saying? And so just I think that's also important to mention because it, 
I've I've personally witnessed these things, and so that's why this whole uh, police brutality and inequality like really messes with me, um, and I feel so emotional about it. And because I know deep down that like the odds of any of this stuff happening to me are like slim to none in our current state, but I also know now with like the COVID situation and like martial law police state being more normalized that eventually it could just turn into police versus us. And I'm getting a little alternative right there, I know, but that's not out of the question. You guys realize that the Second Amendment was put in the Constitution for a specific reason. I'll let you read it. But now let's get to the issue topic at hand, and that is the George Floyd murder, the video of it everything the riots that have now ensued um and i'll admit i saw the video a couple days ago when it first came out and (laughs) bro it it fucked me up like i i hadn't i hadn't seen one like that in ever you know that one is you know the eric gardner one few years back is like pretty bad and pretty like blatant but you know there's always there's always someone that can say well we don't know the full story and you know from my perspective like this is one of those that no one has a counter for from the we don't know the full story we don't know what happened leading up to it he should have stopped resisting you know I mean the dude was in handcuffs three cops around with the dude on the back of his neck, which is not protocol, which is not nothing. But then that gets me to my point, right? Is I thought about it and I was like, man, like something's kind of fishy to me because like while I have just admitted that I know there's racial bias from police in the United States, I've seen it firsthand. Like the way that that one went down with the cop doing that I mean, so calm. I mean, he was calm during the whole thing. He looked up into the camera. He knew he was being filmed. Like, it just made me think, like, I was like, how can this even happen? You know what I'm saying? It's like, how? He knows he's being filmed. He knows he's handcuffed. The people are saying he can't breathe. You know, like, all these things. Like, what? what's the motivation? Or, like, what is going through this guy's mind? And when he looks up at the camera... Like, to me, I mean, he has a look in his eyes of, like, an assassin. Like, there's a lifeless, there's something to him that, I don't know. And so, that was just a little bit suspicious to me, and just kind of got me thinking a little bit more. And then I combine it with the timing of everything. You know, up for the last two months or three months, I mean, don't even know because the lockdown time has slowed down and all that stuff. But for the last two or three months, like the only thing in the news is COVID this, COVID that, COVID this, COVID that, statistics, deaths, lockdown, masks, this, that, you know. And like I said in my last podcast, is that to me, once I figured it out, became a way for them to divide us and 
it, division always happens even more so in election years. I mean, you can look that up also. Um, and so I thought, man, the 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 timing of this is kind of interesting. You know, we just had Biden, what, a couple weeks back, not even so, say the, you know, if you don't vote for me, then you're not black thing, which was getting all kinds of bad reviews, and rightfully so. I couldn't fucking believe he said that, to be honest, and getting all kind of backlash. And then also in turn of that, like I said, with the COVID stuff, is slowly but surely, to me, it felt like people were getting a little bit more suspicious or uh, maybe not suspicious, but just less trusting in what they were being told, whether from the statistics or you know, with the lockdown, with the mass, you know, the constant flip-flopping of Fauci and people in charge, um, it, it, it felt like it had ran its course in terms of the amount people were willing to listen to and put up with it. And so what better way, and I literally say it in my last podcast, the, the, the best tactic for the media to divide us is go back to race. Win and fail, go back to race. Because that's the hottest, easiest topic for everyone to feel super emotional about. And everyone, everyone has a race. And so everyone can relate to it. And now if if you're saying to yourself, like, oh, you know, the the media, the government, they wouldn't do this or they couldn't do that. Or how could they, you know, stage something? And I'm not saying that, that, uh, George Floyd did not die. I'm not saying I, you know, I don't know. It just seems real fishy to me. And there's some few other things. Um, I'll throw them up here with the cop cars. The numbers don't line up the way that the cop cars placed, how it's being filmed. And then also just the reaction of the cop himself, you know, all of those things. And so if, that's what made me kind of think all of this. And then you're saying to yourself, well, no, they, they couldn't, they couldn't orchestrate this. They wouldn't do that. You know, what, why would they do that? You know, if, if you're in that category, which I, I don't blame you, I'm not saying, but there's historical evidence proving that this kind of thing's happening. You know, we start with Watergate, which is one of, you know, Everyone knows and everyone agrees because that one was convicted and proven, right? And then another thing like Operation Northwoods and all these things I, I, I urge you to look up. Um, but Operation Northwoods was essentially a plot by the U.S. Defense Department to get us in war with Cuba by sh- hijacking and shooting down planes and making it look like Cuba did it in order for us to entice anger and get support to go to war with them. It was famously um, disapproved or, or, shit, I can't even think of the word, um, not agreed to by John F. Kennedy, which brings me into the next one is, which a lot of people, you know, obviously it's still up for debate, but how old JFK and was one of the only two presidents that's ever really gone against the Federal Reserve, him and Lincoln. They both share a very similar death. So that's another, you know, 
weird one. Things like MK Ultra, Project MK Ultra, which essentially was the CIA taking people who had no power, whether they be prisoners or um, hospital patients, other citizens, and doing different tests, whether it's famous for with LSD, but also doing things with hypnosis. And the entire um, goal of that was to see if they could get Soviet spies to, um, you know, say what they really were against their will, or and then ultimately use it in war moving forward. Something else like, you know, the 1953 Iranian coup, in short, was the um, dethroning of the democratically elected president in Iran for in support of the um, Mon... Mon, mon damn, i got to learn how to say some of these words if I'm going to do this, but the monic, for the monarchy, the Shah, and it was set up and put into place by the U.S., and the UK government. And then also then leading us into a little bit more recent one. And some of you will probably turn it off after you hear this. But 9-11. And to me, I mean, you look through all of those things. And I'm not going to get into a 9-11 debunking right now. Just one little tidbit of information I think you might find interesting. Is in my five years now of living abroad. And speaking with people from all over the world. I have not met one person, one non-American person, who doesn't believe that 9-11 was an inside job. And I mean, that goes from 70-year-old Portuguese grandmas to 20-year-old African dudes and everything in between. And so that's one thing I think to take into consideration. And so I bring all those up, not to give a, a history lesson of some interesting um, things that don't get talked about very often, but just to say that it's possible. It's possible for the government to lie. It's possible for the government to twist things. It's possible for the media to do it. Actually, it's, it's legal for the media to knowingly lie. Um, Dating back, this happened like 10 years ago. We learned about this in school, actually, in at University of New Haven. Um, I can't remember the full details, but it was a, a Fox News, and I'm not talking Fox News, the like CNN, but just a local Fox News station, Channel 13 in Seattle. I, it was in California, though, I believe, and they hired a, a, a team to do some kind of report on bovine cow meat processing something along the lines i'll put it right here and ultimately the the facts that were found in the study didn't line up with what monsanto and some of the other corporations wanted to get out there and so they totally flipped and used different parts of the story and the the researchers journalists people in who did the report sued them initially they won it got appealed went to secondary court and ultimately then the corporations then won and so from that court decision it's essentially legal for the media and press to knowingly lie or knowingly uh switch around facts to mislead and so back now to the present moment 
George Floyd is murdered in cold blood. Obvious. There's no, there's no arguing. It's obvious. Completely obvious. And then soon after that, protest starts. Soon after that, then riots ensue. And now, while no one can argue, at least in my opinion, no one can argue that it was a murder, now the thing of division is the, the riots going on. And, you know, we got one side saying, oh, it's, it's you know, it's anger and frustration, pent-up frustration that's being unleashed. And, you know, it's, it's not that bad. Everything will be all right. It's not, you know, there, there hasn't been, I don't think, at least any other murders with it. It's just been destruction, looting, stealing, things like that. And then you got the other side saying, well, you should do it peacefully. And that's not right. And, you know, there's other ways to do it. And I can agree on both sides. You know, I agree that it, that it might not be the best way to do it. But then I also know that there's been countless of people that have protested peacefully. And while it gains some national attention, it doesn't cause much change. And then one other thing I heard that's interesting is, you know, if you want, you could look at the looting and the stealing as just people getting their taxpaying money back. Because there has been, over the last 10 years... $528 million paid in police settlements in Chicago alone. That's $52 million a year only in Chicago where the government, the city, is paying tax dollars for things that the police did and then had a lawsuit afterwards. That's a, a stat to think about. And so, like I said, while I agree that maybe rioting and looting isn't the best option, I also agree that peaceful protests ain't having change happen at all either. And so, I don't know what the middle ground of that is, but I don't know. So, I just wanted to get that going, get that out there, take that for what you want. As I've probably said too many times I urge you to research any of the things that I just said let me know if I'm wrong let me know if you think you know whatever I'd like to be corrected if I am but to me this is just that next step first to get us divided because that's ultimately the goal of the media in my opinion or maybe not the goal but to to get ratings bad news gets ratings a lot more than good news does you know, my just my Instagram post about me being in a bad place and being unhappy and using drugs and stuff has way more way more views than me telling people we need to come together. But that's and so that's how it works. That's how media works. I understand that. Oh God, it's hot in here, and it's raining outside. On a random note, if you watched the last one, I did get a fan. So. I am sleeping at night. I even did a little bit of cuddling last night. But but back to the, the topic of, you know, it's used to divide us. And then also, and this is just my own personal feelings, is it's a great way to switch the narrative and get the attention off of the pandemic 
of COVID, when more and more people day by day, I know we're becoming more and more suspicious of it. And like I said, is you're free to think whatever you want, however you want, just as long as there's a why and a how behind it. And it necessarily doesn't have to have facts, even if it's just your opinion. Because shit, in today's world, facts are becoming these weird things. You know, Twitter wants to do some censorship. You know, opinions are becoming facts and facts are becoming opinions. It's, it's this weird thing. But I just urge you to critically think a little bit in regards to some of these issues and s- take a step back. And I'm guilty, man. That, that video came out and it hurt me. I mean, I can't even imagine the families that have ever been affected by things like this. But if, like I said, it fucked me up, man. Like I was, I was in a weird place for the rest of the night, even when I woke up and so, and I wanted to, you know, hop on right away and say, you know, how bad the, the police brutality is, which it is. But that was all my, that was my first track was just go straight at that. And I kind of sat with it for a little while, kind of looked some things up. And like I said, came to now this conclusion where, boy, I sure hope that that police officer gets what he deserves, which he should be convicted. No doubt in my mind. I hope everybody else stays safe. I hope this leads to some kind of reform in the police department in the United States. As I mentioned, it's it's a flawed system from top to bottom. And, you know, shoot, that's a... I think that's where I end it for for that topic, at least. But now to, to switch it up a little bit. I feel like my voice just changed. <laughs> but to switch it up a little bit. Good news on my side. I, well, I haven't signed yet, so I'm not going to name the team. But I've agreed and should be signing this week to go play in Czech Republic. And that season will go from middle of August until end of October. And so, boy, I am excited right now because the situation, the team, and I'll tell you on next podcast, from everything I've heard and everything I've watched and everything I've seen and the people I've talked to is kind of one of those up-and-comers and just needs the next step and I really, really hope that I can I can be that next step for them, or at least help them. Not saying I'm the, the whole step, but help them get to that next step. And so that's exciting, because like I've maybe mentioned these last two months, three months, ever since my season got canceled here in Spain, for me has been, life has been in limbo, man. Like, And for me, that's kind of rare, because I've always kind of had the next season or the next team, the next move in line, whether it be the off-season coaching or being back home or I was in Orlando one off-season and going, you know, I I went I was in Portugal for 2 years. I knew that I was returning there. Poland for 2 seasons. I I pretty much knew I was going to return there. 
I had signed my contract to play in Finland like five or six months before the season started. So I knew that was happening. And so I'll admit that that uncertainty of not knowing what's going to happen next and just seeing my bank account account dwindle day by day was starting to really stress me out. And, and I, so, you know, those people out there, I think this is an important thing and I'm, I'm not trying to get back into talking about COVID or whatever, but for those people that got laid off, something like 30 million Americans getting laid off, which 80% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, or maybe it's 70% to not have that certainty and see your bank account dwindling can put you into some desperate times. And I really, I try and pride myself on sitting back and seeing things for what it is and staying positive and knowing that it is as it should be and the timing's always right and everything happens for a reason. All that hippie shit, you know, I totally believe in. But even with believing that, I'm not going to lie, that was it was hard. It was really, really hard, man. And so now with this upcoming season now it's pretty much set up I just got to put the pen to the paper basically um I feel a little sense of revival and so I just want to you know if I can tell anybody out there that is struggling and that's in a there is or was in a situation like I was in and keep grinding keep your head up try and stay positive and know like eventually with doing those things like it will turn around i truly truly believe that and so man that's that's been big for me and so i'll i should be heading out to good old czech republic in early july and yeah i'm looking forward to that i got anything else on my mind right now it's raining here in Barcelona. That's kind of nice. I might go walk in the rain. That always feels good. One of my favorite quotes is, some people feel the rain, and other people just get wet. I like to feel that shit, baby. <laughs> That's all I got, man. I hope that this found you well. I hope that you're doing wonderfully. To everybody out there, stay safe, whether it be from COVID whether it be from the Division Dragon, whether it be from whatever you're going through mentally right now. And trust me, we're all going through something. Um, know that it, it's going to be all right. We're going to get through this. But, man, we, we got to stay together, y'all. It's the only way. And so thanks again for all the support. You're listening to the end. You, you got a special place in my heart, bro. Straight up. And we'll see you next time, you know. I'm pretty stoked on myself right now. I got to I hit this one. This is a Friday right now, so I I'm almost I did two this week. And granted it was prompted by something I really wanted to put out, but getting this weekly thing going, I really think will be awesome going to start doing the weekly vlogs coming up also once I finish the Nepal stuff and I also got a couple episodes from Thailand and yeah all right wrap it up call it a day
as always, appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Support, share, like, comment, bullshit, whatever, if you want. I don't, if you don't, that's cool too. <laughs> All right. Much love.